Let me bring in Carrie Hall, president of Benefits by Design, Inc., America's healthcare advocate, does a show every Sunday right here at 10 on KCMO. Carrie, how are you this morning? I am well. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Pleasure to do it. I'm sure you've been going through this thing big time. Let's start off with the good parts. What do you like about what the House did yesterday? Well, there are a host of things that I like. Number one, um, one of the last-minute pieces that pushed us across the finish line has not really been talked about by many people is the Upton Amendment. Congressman Upton was called to a meeting in the White House early in the morning uh, and met with the president, and they hammered out a deal. And the deal was this, $8 billion over five years to take care of people with preexisting conditions, allow states that opt out, that choose to opt out. We'll talk about this preexisting conditions thing in a minute. But states that choose to opt out <clears throat> of, of these issues and, and want to form pools, risk pools, or set up some other method to help people with preexisting conditions, there's $8 billion in there over five years. There's $113 billion in there over the next 20 years. So it's not like they walked away from that issue. And, and, and clearly, this narrative that's out there in the media about pre-existing conditions, insurers are still going to be barred from denying coverage to people with health problems. That's now, in the bill. Kerry, let me stop you for just a second, sure. because what I've seen the Democrats and media already doing, they're working together saying, well, this just isn't enough money, and they're just going to make people with pre-existing conditions, sure, you get covered, uh, but you're going to have to pay much higher premiums, and, and, uh, and, and, and it's not enough money. What do you say? Well, that, would that be like the much higher premiums that the increases are already rolling out in Maryland at 37%, 52% in Virginia? Um, you know, are, are those the much higher premiums they're talking about? Because those are the higher premiums that are in place right now Amen. and the ones that are coming down the pike. I don't know how they're measuring that, but given their measurement of success about how well the Obamacare packages were going to do, um, I, I, would, I would call into question their validity of being able to say that, in fact, is going to be the case. I don't think they can measure that. I don't think they have a clue. Well, I like, I like what uh, Betsy McCoy said about this. She said, with the pre-existing condition thing, it's much like what you're saying. What, what the Obamacare did was they spread that across all the healthy people who were in the insurance market and jacked everybody's premiums sky high. You got it. And the new way is this $130 billion pot of money that would pay for people with the pre-existing conditions so the entire nation is chipping in, and then you use those high-risk pools, right? That, that, and that, doesn't that make sense? They, yeah. instead, of, instead of poisoning the well, which is what's happened, you know, you, start, you were talking about this in the last segment, and, and Congress McCarthy talked about it. One-third of the counties in this country are down to one carrier. Let me tell you something. I know for a fact that number's going to jump significantly this year. We may be down to one or no carriers in Kansas City. It depends on, on, you know, we had one carrier in this city last year that worked both sides of the state line, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, stayed in the game, even though they lost $135 million over three years. Wow. Yeah, $135 million. They lost, and they were the first carrier in the country that stepped in and, and, and was approved for Obamacare and started rolling out the policies. So <clears throat> they made a valiant effort, but it wasn't there. And, Carrie, so, the, the other part of that is, right, we, we've been backing that loss, too. That was in Obamacare, and that, that's left out by a lot of people. Well, the amount of, of money is, but, we've been just throwing at this thing. Yeah, but we, but we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about, we want to talk about you know, pe- people. There was, I saw another news piece that, you know, uh, uh, 100 million people are going to be without health insurance. Where are they pulling this from? Nobody's going to lose their coverage as a result of this. What is going to happen this year in places like the counties you just named earlier is carriers are going to send out letters saying we're canceling coverage. Aetna, um, Humana, Molina, 
they're all talking about doing this. They're pulling out of different markets. Well, in some of these markets, that means there'll be no carrier. So while, you know, they're beating the drum about this pre-existing condition thing and not enough money, nobody's talking about the fact that we're in a crisis right now. You know, a lot of these carriers haven't even filed their paperwork yet with the insurance commissioner's offices to move forward with coverage. And why is that? Because it's an hour-to-hour game in terms of whether they're going to stay in the marketplace or they're not going to stay in the marketplace because they can't sustain the losses. Good point. Kerry Hall here. He's America's Healthcare Advocate, has a show every 10 a.m. on Sunday, every Sunday at 10 a.m., excuse me. And you know what I'm worried about, Carrie, with this? Like you said, all these carriers have been dropping out, all, all these different counties and states. And now as it continues, because it will continue, this isn't going to just stop that all of a sudden. Watch for the media and the Democrats to actually try to blame this change on insurance companies pulling out, and all of a sudden it'll be the Republicans' fault. Well, they can try that, but I but I don't see how that's going to fly. People know what's going on here. Look, we we've you know I've been doing this for 19 years in the individual health insurance market, and we the, the premiums that we're seeing now, people 50 years of age and older paying 1,500 dollars a month for two people on a policy. Wow, children, yeah, that's right. And not to, and 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 while Kathleen Sebelius, you know, uh, uh, you know, coyly states that well, you know, most of that's being covered by the subsidy. There are a lot of people that aren't getting subsidies, so none of it's being covered by the subsidy. So this thing is not working. And, and Kevin McCarthy had it right. It's got to change because it would crash and burn this year, um, more so than last year, because where, if the premium increases aren't there, you're going to wind up seeing carriers pull out. And, and that just can't continue. But right. the good news about this is, and here is the good news, it will lower premiums. You will see premiums come down. You will see the marketplace start to make sense again. And there, there are many other benefits to it as well. You know, aside from the pool that's being set aside to take care of people with pre-existing conditions, you've got that 3.8% tax. If you sold your home, you paid a 3.8% tax to Obamacare. That's going to be gone. The employer mandate is going to be gone. Um, all these things that were driving up costs, this community rating piece that was on the small group policies where people were getting increases, you know, we're seeing them at 37 percent, 29 percent, etc. All of that's going out the window. Medical so, tax and uh, the, the new medical surgical equipment tax and all that kind of stuff, that's all gone too? That, that's all gone. That's so, all coming and the out Democrats the are trying so, to say that's a big tax cut to the rich, to which I'd say, well, wait a second, uh, that's who you tax when you put it on there. Okay, with these- so, so ask, ask the guy that just sold his house, the couple that just sold their house for $250,000 in Overland Park or, or Prairie Village, if, if they're millionaires, when they didn't have to pay 4% of that, 3.8% of that, back to the federal government out of their sale. That's a lot of baloney. And that's for everybody, Carrie, or is there a certain income level when you have to start paying that 3.8% tax? No, the 3.8% was across the board. For so, anybody so, who sold their house? Yeah, if you sold oh, your house, 3.8% of the, of, uh, of the, uh, there was a tax of 3.8%. So you don't see that till closing? You see that tacked on there? That, that's correct. Oh, my yeah, goodness. So, so that's just one of But there are a whole host of these kinds of things that are going to go out the window. You know, some of the other things that made this so difficult was the 10 particular coverages that were mandated by Obamacare in all the group policies that drove up costs. So you're looking at services like um, uh, maternity care, uh, prescription drugs, mental health. All of that's great. And if you choose to have it, then, then, that, then, then you certainly have a right to have it, and you should have it. But if you're a small employer and you've got five or six employees and everybody's 45 years old or older, 
you're out of the childbearing ages. Why do you want to pay for maternity care? Right. Why do you need it? Um, there are some people that don't want to do that. And, and, and so instead of having a size 44 overcoat that everybody has to wear, now people are going to be able to go back and pick the plants that make sense for them and do the things they want to do. You know, if, if, if you're that, a that... high-end law firm or, or, or you're an architectural design firm and you want to use HSA accounts and give people money for their HSAs and go to high-deductible plans, you can do that. If you're a manufacturing firm and you want low, low deductibles, low co-insurance, and co-pays for everything, you can do that. But it gives flexibility, flexibility that's gone now um, and is driving these prices uh, you know, to a rate that is completely insane. People cannot sustain this. And frankly, I don't know what people were going to do this year in the individual market because the, the, the increases were going to be so high. And there's a big question about whether there are going to be carriers in the marketplace. Yeah. We're going to see parts of the country that have no carrier. Yeah, and that's the huge part of this. Health insurance does not equal health care if you can't find a doctor or a hospital or a carrier. And it was happening in more and more places, especially for the expansion of Medicaid, where doctors were not taking more of these Medicaid patients because it wasn't making them money and they can't run a business that way. And so more and more were going to emergency rooms. There's so many problems with what was going on with Obamacare that are totally being ignored by the way the media is presenting this. And as Kerry pointed out, the so-called essential benefits. Okay, I'm 65 and I'm a single man, and yet my plan still covers maternity care. Yep. What is going on here? It doesn't make any sense. So, Kerry, let's um, let me ask you about the the individual mandate. I have a text line. They did repeal the individual mandate in this bill, right? You that don't is correct. In, the individual it. mandate and the employer mandate are out the window. That's good stuff. I like that. Um, any other big? Uh, I've got a couple ones here. Tell me what you think. A trillion dollar spending cut over a decade because of repealing some of the stuff that we're talking about, right? Yeah, and that money will be used in other places to make sense. Um, you know, you, you may recall that President Trump said he had to get this done first if he was going to move on to, to um, tax, cuts. tax reform and tax yeah. cuts. So, so this was the first big hurdle. And, and here's the other thing that's fascinating. Of course, the first thing out this morning is, oh, my God, well, they'll never pass the Senate. That's never going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you may recall the narrative. Republicans were doomed uh, because they were going to fail to pass this, and right. then Republicans are doomed because they did pass it. So, Exactly. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Thank you. Uh, what so do you think we're about? We're going to hear the same thing about the Senate. Uh, I, I predict it will get passed and it will get done. What do you think about the tax credits for individual insurance? And it, it's it's put in there to try to equalize. Look, if I work for a company and they they provide health care for me, I'm getting this benefit and they get a tax benefit. If I'm an individual worker, I'm a contract worker, I'm a gig guy, or I'm a small business owner of my own, I don't get that break. The tax credit's supposed to kind of equalize that. What do you think of that one? So up to $75,000, you get the credit. Then it starts to shrink between seventy-five and one fifty. It's excellent. It, it incentivizes people to buy health insurance. You know, I'll give you an example of something. Before Obamacare, Blue Cross and Blue Shield had a policy in this town called Affordable. It was available especially for younger people to buy. It, it, it cost about $90 a month. We've got $11.4 million millennials sitting on the sideline who will not buy health insurance under Obamacare. What do you think is going to happen when this all gets changed and the marketplace comes back in play and you see carriers like Blue Cross stepping back in and offering policies like that that make sense to people? They're going to flood back into the marketplace and it's going to equalize this thing and make sense out of it, which is what needs to happen. Kerry, can you hang in for one more segment with us? Sure, I'd be happy to. All right, we're going to take a quick break because I want to ask you what you don't like about it. What If you were totally in charge and you could do anything you wanted and everybody would have to do what Kerry Hall says, what your plan would be, 
<laughs> and then I'm going to ask you a couple things I like to see if we're going to get any of those, okay? All right. All right, hang tight. Kerry Hall, he is America's healthcare advocate. That is a chant from protesters yesterday of shame, shame, shame when the bill was passed. Now, it's not my favorite bill. I would much rather have an even more competitive free market type deal, and maybe we'll get to it eventually. But it's a step. And I don't recall them chanting shame when people were lied to, kicked off their health care plan, lost their doctor. Premiums doubled, deductibles skyrocketing, fewer choices. I'm joined by Kerry Hall, president of Benefits by Design. He's America's healthcare advocate, does the show every Sunday at 10 a.m. right here. Hey, Kerry, tell me what you don't like in this bill. There's one big provision that, that, that gives me concern. So here, here's, here's the thing that, 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 I, that I'm a little concerned about. In this bill, if you're an employer and you choose to buy health insurance for your company, in Kansas, but your company's in California, and you choose Kansas because Kansas opted out and doesn't have the mandates, the Obamacare mandates, etc. And 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 Kansas is not is not going to participate. Kansas is one of the states that said we're we're going to opt out. We're getting the waivers. All right, so our premiums are going to be less in Kansas. You're going to have more choices in Kansas, etc. Um, while that part is a good thing in Kansas, the idea of employers that that are not in the state being able to buy health insurance from another state and import those benefits back, I think, is going to cause chaos. And I'll tell you why I say that. Number one, as a broker and an advisor, someone who does this for a living, that means I've got to make sure I understand what his needs are going to be in California if he chooses to come to Kansas because he's going to save 15 or 20 percent on premiums. Number two, will the Kansas policy offer him the same coverage in California, meaning access, as you said earlier, it's no better than the access it gives. Will it give him access to the doctors and hospitals in San Diego or Orange County, California? So I think it's going to be mass confusion, and I'd like to see that come out of there because but, it doesn't serve any real purpose. It's this, it's this nonsense of selling across state lines, which in the health insurance industry makes no sense. Well, let me ask you about that because I love that idea of selling okay. across state well, lines. Just like we do with car insurance, why why can't we allow it to be done that way and 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 allow uh, the health insurers to do that? Why why does the state get to say? Uh, why, states don't say that about car insurance. That hey, we're only going to allow this kind of car insurance in. Why do they get to say it on health insurance? Okay, so that, that's a great question. interstate commerce. Okay, that's a great question. Hospitals and doctors are not body shops. Okay, so if you insurance companies negotiate network pricing with 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 healthcare systems. So HCA hospitals here in Kansas City, um, which has eleven or twelve hospitals throughout the city, um, they negotiate with Blue Cross and Blue Blue Shield for a charge master or a rate that's going to be X. All right, it's a discounted rate. That is, and, and so those carriers that are indigenous to that area work with the providers in that area to make sure that the benefits are what they need to be, that there are discounts in there that allow the carrier to go back and charge prices that make sense. The problem's going to be when the guy from California comes in here and, and buys the Kansas policy and then tries to go to Cedar sinai in Los Angeles and finds out that Cedar sinai goes, wait a minute, we're not in that network. We're not taking that policy. But you already do that in your own state. There's well, certain networks that you're in and certain networks you're out of. You're correct. 
but you but but as we advise clients what what happens is we say to the client what is it you're looking for where 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 do you need to see providers i just did one in glasgow kentucky as an example with a manufacturing client that client wanted the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Network, but it wasn't available in the plan that we were offering in a captive model. So we wound up using the Cigna network. But we went through his provider list for every doctor and hospital that his employees used and found out that the Cigna group matched it. In fact, had a couple of big hospitals that weren't even in that particular Blue Cross group. So you're able to make sense out of it. But when you start moving people from California to Kansas, and you know, unless they're going to fly to unless they're going to fly to KU to get their cancer treatment. You, you've got to ask yourself, what kind of chaos is that going to cause, and what kind of difficulty is that going to cause? Very interesting. Talking to Kerry Hall here, America's Healthcare Advocate. Let's get to a couple quick questions I have because uh, we're running out of time quickly here. But are we going to have? Are we going to get back to this option that I had when I was a contract worker? I had my HSA to handle normal things, and then I had catastrophic care in case I got cancer or got something really bad, and I had. I thought great care. Fifty-two bucks a month was my premium, and I was I was happy with that. And I'm told I can't do that under Obamacare. Am I going to have that option if I want to again? Yes, I think that option is going to come back. You're talking about high deductible plans right. that 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 hit the the mark on the HSAs and al- and allow you to go to a higher deductible. We had policies in place that had twenty thousand dollar deductibles. Those are not for the majority of the people. No. But if you're a high income earner and 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 you're you're paying your out of pocket costs out of your and, and you've got an HSA account. Maybe, you know, like I said, a size forty four overcoat doesn't fit everybody. Right. So yes, you're going to see that come back, and then you're going to see plans that have limited benefits, like Affordable Blue, the Blue Cross and Blue Shield had that had five doctor visits. It had it had prescription drugs on generics, but it had great access to hospitals, etc. Well, that plan was basically for people under the age of thirty, and it made a lot of sense. Sure, because you don't get sick that much. Thank that, you. That makes absolute sense. All right, how about this one, real quick? I love the idea of allowing people to join big groups so that you're buying almost as if you're, you know, uh, an employer, right? Like, let's say you're in a credit union and all the credit unions <coughs> could go, join together and you could you could join a big group and decrease your cost that way, too. Is that going to be something that we can do? I, I think you're going to see those are called association plans. They were very popular back in the day, and I think you're going to see a certain amount of those come back in place. However, there are plans similar to that now. Those are called captive plans that are available, and they're governed by the ERISA rules and not governed by the State Department of Insurance. So they are outside of the ACA regs. But I do think you'll see association plans and MIWA plans come back in play, and I think you're going to see quite a few of those. Great. And, Kerry, as this moves through the Senate, we want to have you back, okay? Love to do it, sir. All right, Kerry Hall, America's health care advocate. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure.